We are awesome dads, okay husbands, and terrible golfers. We dive into golf, fatherhood, and life. This is the Breakfast Balls Podcast. Nailed it. Welcome to episode 45 of the Breakfast Balls Podcast with your hosts, Mark Budden and Chris Laporta. Today, we have a special guest, Matt Cusack, joining us again. Matt's been gracious to join us in the past doing some whiskey tastings, uh, bourbon tastings, and on today's episode, we're going to go into bourbon barrel stouts. Chris and I will be doing a blind tasting. We'll try to figure out which ones Matt has provided us with today, and then uh, we'll go into some detail about each. And then finally, we'll dive into Matt's obsession with the McRib and then try and understand how long he's going to go with one McRib every day. Like what you hear from Matt, check him out on Instagram at Matt Cusick. Episode 45, the Jordan Comeback episode right here. It is, number 45. Yeah, with, uh, and super special guest joining us today. Matt, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself. Matt, this is your third time back. This is my third time, and it was also on the Jordan episode number 23. So oh, God. I've got it all locked Almost up. like we're doing it on purpose. Oh, my gosh. Almost like we've it done it on purpose. This is impressive. Just drink it out of the bottle, Chris. Don't pour me any. Jesus. I'm, I am. Okay. Anyway, Matt, please introduce yourself. I know you've been on before, but love to get to For any of our new listeners yeah, that are just listeners. picking it up, 2021, looking for a new podcast, we got Matt. Absolutely, and I've been recommending you guys all year round. So my name is Matt Cusick. I have a uh, quite the interesting background, but the biggest thing that you guys uh, might know me for, if you've ever researched Matt Cusick and putters, I am the guy that originally, one of the first people to put baby shoes on putters. So if you've ever seen like... Baby Jordans on putters back in the day, 2010. I was on a few blogs for that one. That kind of got my first start in the golf following business. Then just a lot of, I've been doing club fitting. I've done club fitting for Nike Golf. I've worked for Wilson Sporting Goods, did club fitting for Callaway. I also did club fitting for Tour Edge. So those are my golf credentials there. A little bit for you guys. And what I do currently really is uh, my biggest following is on Instagram. A lot of sneakers, shoes, and booze and i post a lot of i post a lot of quick reviews i i, I think i'm around like 6700 followers so i'm not as big as some of your other guys like nick and roger that you've had on wife of a golfer you guys have had on so i appreciate you guys taking pity on me and having oh me come on, on man please who's, who's pitying who here? come on i want first i want to dive into before we get started on the bourbon give give the I listeners know, a little background goes. on the mcrib yes please because we, I need, we, so, come on, seriously, <laughs> so, so dra- messing with us, Dragon's right? Milk, like, I just knew, like, Dragon's Milk has a very distinct smell, an immediate taste, like, it doesn't sit in your mouth at all, and it, it comes later, okay. like, as soon as you drink Dragon's Milk, you taste it, yeah, yeah, it's, it, it's there, and it's it, it hits you right yeah. away, so I'm like, I'm gonna know Dragon's Milk right away. I think you've probably had it before, enough, that you I would know, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I know I've had it, um, I don't know if I've had it enough as as, as you. Yeah. And looking at like, and looking over the three, I've, I've never had Ivan the Terrible. 
I've had Dragon's Milk and I've had the Bourbon County, but it's been a while for each. It's not like I had any of these actually this year, to yeah. be honest with you. Uh, at least and, I can think of. And Ivan the Terrible was just process of elimination because we knew Bourbon County yeah. was C. And then, right, well, it's got did. well, to gotta be Ivan the Terrible. I didn't know that. I don't know. No. no. That's actually pretty clever because I will say, like, the Bourbon County for me year after year, even though the, the barrels change yeah. a little bit, like the barrels that they're using in some of like, their limited releases, Goose Island does have, like, this certain feel, this, you know, we call it mouthfeel. Yeah. You know, like when you're drinking whiskey, you know, is it slick or, you know, does it coat the mouth and stuff like that. Same thing, Dragon's Milk, like, you could probably get it away. So that's that's a pretty good way yeah. of doing it. So, you know what, kudos to you guys again. You guys are all right. But I thought B and C, I thought Ivan the Terrible and Bourbon County had, were pretty close. What was good about the big sky? They were smooth, it was smooth. Like it was it was it was like a, it was like sipping a smooth bourbon. Like it, it kind of just it kinda sat there a little bit. It didn't hit you right away. And like it was more one like that I felt like I could have drank faster, like a faster drinking bourbon barrel stout if that makes any sense to anyone no it, it does because like something like the bourbon county like bourbon county to me usually comes out very thick yes yeah. right so it's almost like drinking a milkshake yeah. in a way and yeah the ivan terrible goes down but the real key and i think the thing that these, these distillers don't get enough credit for is that these stouts are pretty strong abv right like yeah. i want to say dragon's milk was 11 percent yeah oh yeah yep. and then a uh, big sky i don't know if you guys have the bottle there now we do now yeah so yeah, 11 and a half. Eleven and a half. Eleven and a half. So it's really easy to have that alcohol drain out those bourbon notes. Sure. Right? Because the booze and the stout can easily overpower the vanilla. Yeah. Or does it help the vanilla, right? Does it help along the caramel and the toffee? Or does it just kind of like burn a little bit and all you're like really tasting is stout and some some aftershave, right? Because I've had some <laughs> I've had some bad stouts. It's not, it's not super easy as putting, you know, any yeah. kind of stout in a bourbon barrel. So, you know, these are three of the best ones. I think I think if people can get the ballast point ones, those are really good too. Langanitas uh, does a good one as well. I don't, um, I don't think Langanitas I've ever heard one, of the Langanitas one. They're, they're, I mean, they do so many IPAs, but that's not to say they can't do a good stout, obviously. Same with yeah. uh, Ballast Point. They're known for their sculpins and their, their fruit-flavored, you know, fruit-infused beers, but... Again, not to say they can't pull off a stout. I will say, Val's point for me, I went to San Diego one year. Yeah. So I go to San Diego for work, and I met up with a buddy from the golf industry, and uh, he couldn't get me on anywhere, even though he was in San Diego. He didn't even bother to help me get Torrey Pines. What a jerk. Ooh. But he takes me to the Val's point, your friend like, the anymore. Brewery, like the restaurant. God, and they had something called a California Kolsch, and I've never had it again. Nobody's ever made like a California Kolsch. I have no idea what makes a California right. Kolsch. Yeah. It was one of the best beers I've ever had, and I've never been able to like repeat it. Was it's it like, was it a Ballast Point? Yeah, it was Ballast Point. It was at their brewery. Oh, it was wow. at their uh, like their restaurant. Okay, aren't they in Chicago now? Or that shut yeah, down already? I don't know. Someone they opened up a. a they sold to someone. I don't remember. They opened up a brewery in was that West Loop or Fulton Market area brew pub? Oh, really? Before that the uh, Fulton Market. Before the uh, pandemic. Terrible timing, right? Yeah. You know what I love about Fulton Market? So everybody goes to Fulton Market because it's like, oh, it's the old meatpacking district. This is all cheap land. Let's all let's all open our offices. So like McDonald's is down there, Google is down yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, you know, without naming them, my company's down there. 
Nobody thought to build like a parking garage. <laughs> Alright, there's no parking there. There's no parking and there's no easy way to get there via public transportation. No. There's no train. Nope. You gotta like get shuttles back and forth. It's a mess. It's like, like going it's like going to the UC. Like there's no easy way to get to the UC. God, oh. what the fuck are we doing? Like you think we would have learned from all the neighborhoods that we built up, like you need public, and you need as many parking garages as humanly possible. Yeah. And then we go yeah, and build the next big neighborhood, and nothing. nothing. Nowhere to park. Nowhere to park. Yeah, I have no idea why they don't just shut down one of those lots that they use. Build a parking garage, and then you know, four or five years later, we can have parking garages all around the thing. Well, you have the parking you know? garage, and then you're able to have restaurants and bars a lot closer. Right? No one right. Wants, Yeah. I mean, you, gotta you, get, up Madison. you do. Yeah, it's just not like it's super close. I mean, it's yeah. it's not far, but it's not super close. You got all those empty lots by the UC. Yeah. You build up a parking garage. You built some nice, you know, you built some maybe parking garage above like restaurants and bars and stuff on the lower level. Yeah. Just won't do well, it. And, and that's the other problem too is like if you're talking about like the Blackhawks and the Bulls, you're going in November, December, January, February, Chicago. You're not walking more than a couple of blocks. Like, yeah. exactly. Like, why yeah. not build up this parking garage? You already built up the inside of the UC. It'd be like that little mall. You got the, the, the pro shop and all that. Yeah, there. it's nice, too. Just add some more restaurants around there. You know, make it an event. Yeah, we're not the smartest city or state, so. Um, well, to bring it back to golf, of course we're not the smartest. We, Tiger Woods wants to build a freaking golf course on our lakefront. <laughs> is that, is that, what, what is the delay with that? That was supposed to start. Well, is that the friends of the park again? That was yeah. supposed to start this year. I mean, there's, it's, your answer is money is the, the answer. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that this year's cooler heads will prevail and they'll be able to. Yeah, they were supposed to shut down <laughs> Jackson Park and South Shore yeah. golf clubs this year and combine them to make that Tigers, <laughs> Tigers course on the lakefront. And a public course, mind you. A public course. And yeah. those views. I don't know if you're Matt. I don't know if you've ever played South Shore. Probably uh, haven't. Not have many you played people. South Shore? <laughs> I, I've not played South Shore. No. So it's a nine hole. It's a nine hole course. Was it Billy? It's a Billy Casper it's course. Casper, public, yeah. Public Casper. course, Chicago public course. It used to be a private country club. Um, you know, it's in a rough part of the city, right? Like it's right by Jackson Park, and so you got Jackson Park, the eighteen hole shit course in the city on the south side. And then now, you got, that one I have played, yeah. because, and I'll tell you my story on Jack's part, I remember watching the, the U.S. Open playoff, Tiger vs. Rocco. We, we played that day, and then we all sat in the, we sat in the clubhouse, quote, yeah. unquote, and we, everybody was watching. But you go to Jackson games. Park in midsummer, like, you, if you have a tee time at, like, 11, you got to wait till like, 11, 30, or 12, because they don't have enough carts if you want a cart. You gotta wait for someone else to finish. It, it, the course is a shit show. Like you could drive off of like fifteen yeah. onto a gas station, pick up beer, and drive back. Like it's amazing. But yeah. South Shore is this awesome nine hole course, and there's like four or five holes right on the water, and you get these amazing views from the south side of the city mm-hmm. of the Loop that you don't get anywhere else. And Tiger wants to build a course using that land in Jackson Park. Like it would be fucking incredible. It would be it would it would replicate what they have in San Diego. They would have this pristine Muni course on the water in a major city. I mean, yeah. it would just be unbelievable. Yeah. Like I said, I hope cooler heads prevail and that's able yeah. to happen. What's the other thing that's going on? Obama wants to put his library down there. Yeah. And that just can't yeah. that for whatever reason can't take off. 
There's so much like yeah. dead land right there in in the south side of Chicago that could be um, repurposed into something, a presidential library in a a major golf course by um, yeah one of the you know I think the best co- designers and everybody from the golf course side of it. Um, I, I forget who's the guy that like used to write for Golf Weekly that's like helping champion it. He's out of Chicago. I always forget his name, but it'll come to me. But either way, like he was saying, like okay. We're going to keep the rates low for Chicago residents, mm-hmm. which my parents are, so I'm going to use that. Similar to Tory Pines, right? If you're a resident, it's cheap. If you're a resident yeah, in the San Diego area, which back to your buddy, kids. back to your buddy in, in uh, San Diego and Tory Pines that he didn't get you on there for the, the rates that he could have got you on there. You need to make a call. You need to, you need to have oh. a conversation with him. So my brother, anyway. and I'm going to share this story. My brother got on at Torrey Pines. He went there without a tea time. And I guess the locals, all, all of his friends told him that your best strategy is to just show up at the ass break of dawn and just say, hey, I'm a single. Whenever somebody, like, cancels or something, he cannot get on. And they usually get shit. Like, usually somebody does a show or something, and yep. you're, you're able to get on. So he got on within, like, 90 minutes of the course opening. So that's just the next thing I got to do. But like with the tiger thing, like they even promised, they're like, okay. And you know, we're going to expose kids that have never been exposed to golf before. You know, we get the arguments against gentrification, but in its current state, what is it doing for the city or anybody around in that area? It's it's not really doing much. Well, Here's a a, a gentrification point is that it's already a golf course. That land is already golf course. You're not repurposing that land. You're not taking people out of their homes. You're not doing anything. That's going to move. Now, obviously, it's going to increase property taxes. Obviously, it's going to increase home values. They're going to build nicer houses and restaurants. I I get that point, right? But you're not taking this land that people are currently using and repurposing it. You're taking a golf course and repurposing it as a golf course. Yeah. And you're telling me with Tiger behind it that we're not going to get some kind of, like, premier event? Absolutely. You'll definitely get something. Think about what they what they just had in um, what's I forget the name of the course now in uh, in Missouri. The, oh, the, the pain, pain, the oh, pain. Valley. Right, pain they, Valley. they got a you know maybe it wasn't a major event, but it was a made for TV event. That's for sure, right? And I think, dude, how awesome does that course look? My oh, so wow. my brother's uh, so mutual friend of my brother and I. He went down and played, and he said it's incredible. He said it's awesome. There's five courses down yeah, there. I mean, it's brand a bunch of courses. Big. Yeah, there's five different courses. I think one's a Gary Player course. You know, there's no trees. That's what I love about Gary Player. <laughs> there's a, there is. There's a player. There's a Crenshaw. Um, obviously, Tiger. Obviously, there's Tiger. There's, but I forget the other ones. Maybe a Trivia. Yeah, I don't and, know. And it's nothing against like it's nothing against Medina or Cog, but you know, it's it's they always build themselves as like okay, well, the golfers are coming to Chicago. Come on, you're an hour west of Chicago. We have nothing actually in the city. No. You know and. Uh, if you're, if I get it all the time. You get people coming in from out of town, and they're like, "Hey, I'm staying in downtown Chicago. Where should I go play golf?" And you're like, "Diversity uh, <laughs> driving range." Oh, yeah, they're, they're like, "Well, how far away is Cog Hill?" And I'm like, "Dude, that's a, like you're better off going to Harborside because don't yeah, yeah. play Cog Hill. Play somewhere to. else." Yeah, but except Harborside always has an outing out there, so it's like yeah. it's, it's like impossible to get on Harborside nowadays. There's a, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of good public golf in Illinois. It's just nothing close to the city. No. And that's it. And that's, that's why I think that Tiger course would be huge. So, hey, I got a question for you guys in regards to handicaps. Because you guys have been talking about handicaps all year. And, and I know we've talked about this before. So, when you play winter rules, 
do you post a winner rule score? What is that? What is winner rule score? Like winner rules, like roll your ball and you don't find it in the so, league. So here's the example is my buddy and I, we go up to play, um, you know, it was like warm. It's like beginning of November. Yep. There's leaves on the ground. Yep. And first approach into the green, I hit the middle of the green and I see a puff of sand. And I was like, my buddy's like, did you hit the bunker behind the green? I'm like, no, I hit the green. What, what was with all that sand? We get there. And there's so much top dressing. Yeah. Because, you know, they, they punch the greens, they put the top dressing on. I'm not kidding you. You had to hit a 10-foot putt like it was a 50-foot putt. So my buddy goes, let's just do winter rules. Two putts, fifth green, two putts. Okay. Right? All right. I proceed to shoot the round of my life, one over. <laughs> with, with those winter rules. He tells me I should post it. I'm like, I'm not posting it. The tees were up. It was 40 degrees outside. We're playing winter rules. Yeah. Do you post that score? No. Pro- um, probably not. Yeah. I'd like to post as many scores as possible, in that case, probably, I don't know. No, I mean, I, I wouldn't post it. Like, I'm pretty most, but most yeah. courses, I mean, we were talking about it the other, last episode or two episodes ago, I think, like, after, like, October and November, you, most of the time you can't even post the score for it to count because the course is considered shut down at that point. Right. So, ah. yeah. Yeah, so th- we use the Grint, and most so we played a lot of golf actually in November and December, as opposed to any other year where we usually don't. Yeah. And, and most of the times when we tried to post, it'll let you post, but it'll tell you it's, it's off season, practice round, or, or off practice season round because just because of the time of the year. Course is closed and greens are yeah, punched. Yeah, like that's gonna yeah. jack me up. I, I need all the strokes I can get. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and for your benefit, I wouldn't post it, right? <laughs> I mean, like. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's going to lower your because it's only it's we only top eight scores between ourselves. Well, so we no, we had this conversation. I asked you. I go, what happens if you shoot? You break eighty, right? Because you never broke eighty, and you yeah. go, well, I'd post it. You said that. You said that on on our on our show. You said you'd post it. And so Matt's After in the October. Sa- yeah. So Matt's in the same position. He just shot the best round of his life. But he the, but the rules for Matt were modified. Sure. Okay. Right. Right. You're right. Modified rules. It's a guaranteed two putt. Yeah. My playing That's... partner agreed to it. My playing yeah, partner no, no, no. said, "Oh, by all means, you should take the money. You take all his fucking you money because he every dollar." Rules. But <laughs> I don't think you post that score. Yeah. Right. Like that's like match play, right? Like if you're strictly playing match play and someone tells you to pick up the putt, you know, because your putt doesn't matter. Yeah. Do you post that score? I don't know. I put it. You're right. I put it more in the match play scenario where. Yeah, uh, there's some modified rules going on. Yeah, um, do, only because of the top dressing, like you talked about. Yeah, which I get because it, it struggles. Yeah, it could be a huge pain in the ass. Midwest golfer. Yeah, yeah no. Like, if you were playing, if you guys were playing and putting everything out and playing normal rules, regardless of where the tee boxes were, you, you post that score. But like, you modified the rules. Yeah, I don't think you. Best don't. part is you were probably playing later than you ever played golf. Absolutely, you probably won, you probably won all the money that day. <laughs> I think we played. I think we played New Year's Day actually, even. Oh, so God. this has definitely been the latest season I've ever yeah. had. The most, and thanks to the pandemic and working from home, just like you guys, for me, this yeah. has been like the most rounds ever. And and here's the interesting thing: so like in the summertime, I was just happy to get out. You know, I, I dropped the kid off at grandma and grandpa's and I, you know, I'd go golf and treat my body like a wonderland because it'd be like whiskey, <laughs> beers, CBD and, and a cigar. You know, like I, I was just out there to play. 
But then, like, wintertime comes, and I'm like, okay, like, I'm not going to walk and drink with four layers on. You know, like, I might have to go to Coors Light Seltzer or something. So, like, I, I wasn't doing anything heavy, maybe a sip from the flask. I end up shooting better. I end up shooting better in the wintertime because, like, I'm, I'm like, less hammered. So <laughs> I think I, I, I had this conversation with one of my other buddies I play with that, like, when you're layered up or the conditions are less than ideal, you tend to swing a lot slower and you tend to club up a little bit more mm-hmm. and you tend to play smarter. And I, I've typically scored better in worse conditions than when it's like, you know, 85 or 90 degrees and like it's summertime and it's hot, like, and you feel loose. I yeah. feel like I score better when the conditions are worse and, you know, I know that like, I could probably go for this green, but it's, you know, we got 30 mile hour winds. It's not smart. Lay up. Like, the, the, the conditions force me to make smarter decisions. Yeah, it really, it makes you dial in a little bit more, right? It Versus does. like, oh, you know what, I'm going to play again next week, so I might as well blast this 500 as fast as I can. As as I can. Yep. What are we finishing off there? Which one are you guys we've finishing got, off? We're, uh, we're finishing. Everything's finished now. We're finished. Dude, we've <laughs> we finished all three of these bottles. Sorry, we drank fucking all. monster bottles, Matt. You left us. Yeah, I'm just, I'm looking right. right now. Like, everything's gone. I'm, I'm getting ready to text my wife after this podcast. I'm, like, I'm sleeping at Mark and Nicole's tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's you something know, left. I still don't get about stouts. Why? So, like, you know, I, well, because originally we had planned to do this live, but we did the, the social distance today. So that's why I did, like, the big bottles. But I still don't get why the stouts don't come in smaller cans. I, I, I don't know. Well, like the, like the little like, whippets in them, or, like... Or just, you think it's arrogance? You <laughs> well, think no, just like think... My brother and I will split. Like, we, we will split. Or, like, I usually, um, I invented, you know, for Thanksgiving, I invented my own, like, uh, black and tan. I do spotted cow with the Bourbon County. Oh, God. Really? How good is that? It's so good. It's so good. The only thing that sucks about it is that the spotted cow will not carry the weight of the bourbon county because, like, I've done the okay. the bent spoon and all that, so I can't get like the Instagram picture of like my, my spotted cow. So it just kind of comes out, but the it lightens up a little bit. You get a little bit more like that uh, that airiness from spotted cow, which, mm-hmm. by the way, Wisconsin has better golf courses and better beer than us. This so is bullshit. Is your brother from live in Wisconsin? Is that how you get it? No, 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 no. That's just that's his favorite. So I will go like I'll, I'll go make a trip up to Kenosha because yeah. I live in Skokie. Yeah. So I'll travel at forty one. I'll get sure. to the gas station in Kenosha and come straight yeah. back, not touch anything, and come right back. So that <laughs> doesn't block me at my house. Yeah. No, my my brother in law works in uh, his office is in Janesville, but he lives in Illinois. So he will, uh, you know, if I see him, it's. Give me a case of... Give me some beer. It's either Spotted Cow or, you know... Give me some beer. Or, more, or the others, right? Moon Man or... I like a Moon yeah. Man. Two Women. The, what the, are the, the, the Double Women. The Double Women. <laughs> They've got an October... I don't know if they have a stout, to be honest with you. I don't know that they do. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I know they just... I, they've had an Oktoberfest in the last few years. They've added... They've got a couple new ones, but I don't know that they have a stout from them. Yeah, I don't know that, you know, and for me, like, every time I've tried everything else from them, like the Moon Man, like, it's good. It doesn't stand out the way Spotted Cow does. Like, I, I don't know, and again, this is where I'm not a beer person. I don't know, how do you classify, what is a Spotted Cow? Like, what, what kind of beer is that? What style? I think it's a lager, right? Mm, I, would say, I would say more it's like a Belgian-style ale. Okay. I don't, it's definitely not a Belgian ale. No? It's not like a white or anything like that. I'm just saying it, yeah, it's, it's, an it's, ale. It's, it's foamy. Well, what is it, Blue Moon? It's, it's, blue moon it's more like a Belgian Blue Moon. Ale. It's like a Blue Moon. It's Belgian-type 
You know, I feel like it is. I disagree, but it's fine. See, if I drank both of those side by side, I wouldn't say that they're related. That's that wouldn't either. No? No. Yeah. Not, not a blue moon, and then what's the one where, where you drop I'm the gonna, orange in it? I'm going to get orange. That's blue moon. Shot top. Shot oh, top. Yeah. I'm going to get orange yeah, yeah, in They're nowhere near each other. I would say it's it's a lager, if, if you asked me. If you asked me to render a guess, I would say it's a it's a. If lager. I'm holding a gun to your head, you, it's you're a, saying lager. I'm saying lager. And if I get Matt? You, you got you got a semi-automatic to your back of your whoa, head. What do you whoa! Whoa! It got dark really quick. <laughs> <laughs> so what do I have to decide? I have to call what spotted cow is. Yeah. yeah. Or apparently you get shot. Head. While I buy time, I'm, I'm gonna like, give you a hint. It's not a logger. And I'm gonna give you a second hint. I was much closer than Mark was. Uh, spotted cow would be a Wisconsin ale. A Wisconsin, California culture. No. Uh, <laughs> what kind? What kind of? Uh, wh- it is a okay. So according to the internet webs, it is a cast condition farmhouse. It's a farmhouse ale. Farmhouse ale. It's an okay. ale. It's what more. The it's closer to a ale. That's made up. No, farmhouse farmhouse ale is not made up. It's real. Kinda. It's an ale. It's not a lot. The thing for me is like, like the cool thing, like at least like, like when we talk about the bourbon stouts, you guys were saying you ranked them, but they're close. Okay, if I can't get my hands on Bourbon County, I get a Dragon's Milk. I get an Ivan the Terrible. I got some other options that I can go get. I can't find anything else that's close to New Glarus. So in the comment yeah. section, if people want to tell us, what, you know, what's the closest thing, that would be great. Yeah. I want to know what kind of cask they're. See, not now cask. I'm thinking about barrel or whatever i wonder what the hell they're doing in there yeah it's it's a farmhouse it's an ale so it's closer than a lager didn't you say lager or an ale no you say it's a lager i put a gun to your head you put a gun put a gun to your head put a hypothetical good yeah you did pistol to your head and you said yeah you put a pistol to my head but then matt you put an auto semi-automatic yeah and he googled yeah. <laughs> I, I would too. He didn't say. He's like, can I Google? Can yeah. I Google? I don't, I don't want to die. I don't blame him. You didn't give me a shot clock. Yeah. I told you, I'm not a beer guy. I'm a whiskey guy. I'm a bourbon guy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. But we got the we got the Bourbon County Stouts. It's a good. This is this is a good mix for me. Um, these are three. Matt, you picked three great choices, obviously. And that's why people should follow me on Instagram. Exactly. And what's your handle? You can follow me. I was thinking Twitter. Matt Cusick, M-A-T-T-K-U-S-E-K. And then I am also on Twitter if you want bad basketball opinions. That's at Matt Cusick as well, M-A-T-T-K-U-S-E-K. How are you feeling about our Bulls this year? Jesus. It's an evaluation year. It's an evaluation year. You got a new GM. You got a new vice president. You got a new coach. So now it's to steal a friend of mine, Jason Goff, said, you know, it's like, hey, there's no more excuses for the players now. Yeah, I saw like that. I saw around. that. He's got a good. Yeah. I like. I he's got a good Bulls Talk podcast. Yeah, they do a great job. They do uh, the, the Bulls Talk podcast. Um, it, it, it's it's true. It's like you got to check out what all these guys now. I love Zach Levine. Uh, I can't stand people that want to trade him. Or he's get so him. young still. Is he 25. Yeah, whatever. He's still young as fuck, man. He's played what? Yeah, nine, eight, seven, eight seasons in the NBA now. No, he's. And he he came out after six. his yeah, sophomore year. Okay. I thought he did one and Yeah, he came out of UCLA. I, I think here's the thing that people out. don't understand is like in the NBA, in the history of NBA, getting a ton of shit for a good player never worked out. Like how did the Timberwolves really 
do after they traded away Garnett? Yeah, after Garnett, not they didn't do shit. Well, nothing. No. Absolutely. Yeah, Ray Allen got traded to Boston. What what did what did his team do with them? But is but is Zach, none of Zach Garnett Garnett was a leader. Is Zach Levine a leader? That would be my argument. Gar- Garnett was a bona fide leader on that Timberwolves team. And then that translated, obviously, to the Celtics winning championships. Well, so my, my discussion would be is like, well, see, the Celtics thing was different because that was Danny Ainge pulling all that stuff together. Like, like I had this argument with somebody, what's the difference between what the Celtics did and what the Heat did? What the Heat did was player-driven. That was Bosh and LeBron and Wade saying, no, we're all in our prime, we want to play together. Yeah. The Boston thing was Danny Ainge giving away everything yeah. for Kevin Garnett Sold out. and off the, the Ray Allen. Like, yeah. that, that was an organizational thing. So my thing about uh, Zach Levine is like, good players want to play with other good players. So you got to like leverage him as like that star. Like, hey, come play alongside Zach Levine. Not, hey, we're going to give away Zach Levine just to get another star. You got to try and like put two or three pieces together. And I'm not sure. I, look, I'm not a GM. I don't know how you do it. But that's like, you know, this whole Harden thing. The, like, these, like I, say what you want about the guy. He's one of the top five offensive players in the NBA. Like, you've got to try and make a run at this. What? Like, he also do the Bulls do? I think they should. I would trade everything but Zach Levine. For oh, I, think they, I, don't, I don't think they had to, I think they have to give up Zach to get yeah. Harden. And, and see, so then, then you're just running in place. So then yeah, I no, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't think you're gaining anything by trading Levine for Harden. He also got fouled. No, absolutely. That's, yeah, you're that's compromising, compromising the future. I don't know if you I, – I watched the game tonight. He did, got fat. did he play tonight? He's big. Did he play? Yeah. He got big. Oh, he wants out. He, he, he wants out. He's he got big. He's not in shape. No, he got Not big. Did he? Not Bryson big. He like, got big. Just thick. Yeah. Two C's. Yeah, thick. he's big. He's big. Uh, yeah. He's a big guy. I, I'm, Which was crazy because before the bubble, if you saw pictures of him before the bubble, he was super skinny. Yeah. He he was in great shape last year. Depressed. Depression could, down. Could have been depression down. I've been there. Still there. Been there. Yeah. Haven't left. But you know, these, but these opportunities where like a top ten, top five player is pissed off and wants to leave, it doesn't happen all the time. So I'm just saying, like, you, you got to get in the conversation somehow. Yeah, but who do you trade? You trade? Can you trade Patrick Williams? Can you trade Larry Markkinen and still have a competitive well, you gotta team? Hope somebody's stu- you got to hope somebody's in love with those guys. You know, pre Boylan because Boylan kind of ruined. He ruined Laurie. He ruined well, Wendell. Go- your buddy, your buddy Jer- Jason Goff made a good point. Where like. You still see three to four to five possessions where Laurie's on the court, but you don't know that he's on the court. Yeah. And like you can't you can't have that. And like when he was at Arizona, he was touching the ball every possession. You know, college is a different game, but like on the Bulls, and you watch the Bulls still. And I, I I'm a big fan of Billy Donovan. I think he'll do good things long term for the organization. But like there's they'll go they'll go ten possessions where like they're not moving the fucking basketball. And Lori's not touching the ball. Yeah, going back to the thing with Harden, though, the thing with Harden is you you should give up, you know, the sun and the moon to get him. And it's not just because you don't, you know, in hopes that you'll get someone to pair with him. Because you don't have anyone to pair with him right now. Your hope is that you trade everything that the next free agent will come and play with him. And how old's Harden? 32? 30, yeah, something like that. 233, I believe. Somewhere in there, yeah. yeah. So he's got yeah. three good years yeah. left. Yeah, that's your hope. Is you get him, if you get him, that someone next year will come and play with him. 
But that's well, he's only 31, actually. Oh, okay. 1989. So you got four good years. Off. That's all you got. That's all you get to hope for if you get it. But who's a free? I don't know who's a free agent. I, I have sure. no idea. Well, and all the free agents got re-signed. Everybody signed their extensions. Yeah. So this coming year was supposed to be like like everybody was going to be a free did, agent. Yeah. Everybody re-upped their deals. So yeah. that's why Lori, the interesting thing that they didn't re-sign Lori, because they were offering 16, Lori wanted 20. But you look at a guy like Bogdanovich, like that guy got 18 <laughs> in Washington. Yeah. So, so you think Lori's gone know, next year anyways, huh? Uh, you know, and, and that would be a shame to me because there's not a lot of seven footers uh, with that kind of talent that he has. I, I think he's just, I, I think, I think that's where Boylan wrecked them because he just got disengaged and for whatever reason. And you know what? Shame on him too a little bit well, because you got to be mentally tough. He wasn't that. a like, good. Boylan wasn't a good coach. Oh God, no, Boylan was a fucking train wreck. He was a rah rah guy. You he know, was a terrible like, coach. You know, and his the way that he ran that defense with that blitz scheme—that's the reason why Carter Jr. was in foul trouble every year. Because, well, guess what? You kept going for steals up and, at the perimeter. And guess, who's, guess who's in the back trying to fix everything? We haven't talked about him at all because he's trash. He is yeah. so bad. He is so—he is soft as baby shit. Well, all he is is easy. He's the third or fourth option when it comes to he is, a, a powerful. He is fucking that's soft. All he'll ever be. He is soft, and yeah. this is turning into a basketball podcast. But that's okay. Because he is fucking soft. Mm-hmm. I cannot stand a soft big guy. I can't do it. It's it's the worst yeah. feeling in the world watching a soft big guy. Yeah. yeah. It's, Wait, so it's who hard. is a mentally soft golfer? Who could be a better golfer if they were just mentally tougher? Ricky Fowler. <laughs> Calling you out, Ricky. <laughs> I was going to say Jordan, but... Jordan I, Speed? I, think, I just I think that's the obvious one. Yeah, that's too obvious. Sorry. I think um, Ricky Fowler. How many how many majors has he had a chance to at least put himself in contention on Sunday and he's just not in, done he's it? He's been in a lot of majors. Yep. Yeah, just there was there was a year where he was top five in all four. Right? Yeah, hasn't done was it. Was that sixteen or seventeen? And I'm not saying it's easy to win a major. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of competition out there. Tony Finau, pretty soft. Yeah, uh, he hadn't done anything for me. Yeah, I don't know what to make of Tony Finau. I love. I his think game, he's too nice of a guy. Like... I think he's just too nice of a guy. Yeah. I don't think he has a mental. I don't think he has the the uh, the kind of like the edge you need to close someone out. Is that like Rory, where like you know you constantly get the backdoor top ten? It's like it's like you shoot a shit score on Friday and then you play lights out all weekend just to get your top ten. Yeah, it's a tough question in golf, man, because golf is. A, I really do think like golf is like a mental game as much as much. As it, we it's a hundred percent a mental game. I mean, like it's you. The golf ball in your head. Well, yeah. That's it. I mean, like, it's tough. Yeah, I know. I'm, yeah. A, I'm, well, the, I'm a mental midget. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like me. Like, you know, when I, I got, I've had the yips with my short game the last few years. Uh-oh. And, like, I, I've worked with a guy to, like, identify the technical things that I'm doing wrong. But at some point, it's because of, like, I take it back like I'm having a heart attack and I go at the ball like I'm having a stroke, you know? And, and what is that? That's the mental part of it, right? So, like, yep. mental is, like, being able to execute when you absolutely have to. It's the clutch thing, right? I think that's what people still don't – like, watching Last Dance, like, how mentally strong Michael Jordan was. Yeah. Which, by the way, like, my, my like, semi-golf-related highlight of all of 2020 was how much golf was in Last Dance. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> tying basketball 
fall of golf altogether. Like that scene, like I knew, I always knew the story about like, oh, Jordan plays 36 the same time he's like practicing with the dream team, right? right. But that scene where like he stares down a modern shot in the hotel lobby with golf clubs on his shoulder, you know, or like he's in the finals and he's like, practice is over. Let's go. I got a tea time. Yeah. Right. Like, I love that. Like Jordan Stewart was just such a dude. Like he just wanted to be on a golf course and like have a cigar and just be a regular person and gamble incessantly. So. Yes. <laughs> and have the money to do it. Right. And that's why I still, I mean, this is, again, it's not a basketball podcast, but that's why someone watching that, and then can still say that he's not the best basketball player ever. Yeah. I, I have a hard time with that, man. Again, I'm, I'm probably biased because I lived in the era where he played. And I, I, I guess I still lived in the era where LeBron played. But, right, but I still have a lot of bias towards Michael Jordan. But it's like you watch that. You watch LeBron. Well, I think Kyrie said it all. Kyrie said it all. Kyrie goes... Kevin Durant's the best, the only player I'd ever give the ball to yeah. for a last second shot besides yeah. myself. Yeah. And he played with arguably one of the greatest basketball players of all time yeah. in LeBron James. And LeBron, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know that he wants. I don't know that he wants to to be the guy to take the last second shot. I think he wants to be the guy that makes a good pass to the guy that's open that makes the last second yeah. shot. Does that make sense? Yes. That's exactly what it is. And, and he's that, Magic that mean, Johnson. That doesn't mean he's a bad basketball player. He's better than Magic Johnson. That's what I think he is. For sure. And he's that type of player. I don't think he's that's probably, a bad thing. He's probably a better human than Michael Jordan was. Like if you uh, Probably. Like if you look at all this together, <laughs> he's probably a better human than Michael Jordan was by a long shot. Probably. I don't know what he's like as a teammate. We know we've heard mixed reviews about Jordan. Don't, I think there's... LeBron's had his, his share of coaches. This, this ties it back to golf. Would you rather be hot with the putter, or would you rather be hot tee to green? Oh, putter all day. That's Jordan. Yeah. That's Jordan. The putter is clutch. Yeah. Right? Now, now LeBron's the guy that'll get you off the tee. He'll get you on the green into every single fucking time, right? But every once in a while, he misses free throws. That's like a free putt. Every once in a while, he, he gives it away, right? Like, like, that's the analogy I give people all the time, like, you want somebody to sink that putt in the U.S. Open to force that playoff against Rocco? That's Tiger. That's Jordan. Like, <laughs> I love that, it. That, that's how close it is to me. Yeah. You know? With the, um, but with the like torn ACL. A, I think in the, the whole, like, greatest of all time, Kareem doesn't get enough talk. Kareem has six rings. Yeah. Five yeah. MVPs, you know, all-time leading scorers. So, and, and you can't compare the errors because when the hand check goes away, and I think it's 98 when the hand check goes away, that just totally changes the game. Right. You know, literally, literally as Jordan left the Bulls, the the hand check goes away. Right now, could you like? I, I dare anybody to watch that year that Jordan uh, scored like thirty eight a game. I think that was like eighty eight. Like he was still wearing the short shorts. Yeah, it was early. Yeah. You're telling me that guy without a hand check doesn't average forty five or fifty a game? <laughs> like he was flying past dudes with a hand check back yeah. when they could foul like crazy. Yeah. So. You know, it is what it is, and you know, maybe I'm accused of being an old guy because I also I would also make the argument that Jack is better than Tiger, but oh, Jesus, he went there, he went there. <laughs> All right, now we gotta hear it. No, yeah. Well, I think the thing that cements it for Jack for me is how many times he took second place. Okay. Okay, so how many second place finishes? Look, look up his second place finishes in majors. If you didn't finish so he finished last. 
Yeah, as I was gonna say, if this is your argument, then you yeah, might be the argument for LeBron. Because LeBron has finished second. second. Six times? No, because, because LeBron still only has four rings, and Jack has the most majors. Okay. So not only does he have the most majors, he has the most second places. And when you want to talk about competition in his era, he's fighting off you know Tom Watson, Arnold Palmer, Gary Player, right? Like, he had legit competition throughout all those years. So... I think golf too, like golf, we always want to talk about like how deep it is, but you know, how, how strong is the top really? You know, I don't know. That's like the, the tennis argument, you know, is, is it Sampras, Nadal or Federer or Djokovic? Like, yeah, it's hard to compare errors. Cause like how deep really was the pool yeah. that you were fighting against? You know, was it like you had like a bunch of middle tier guys, like a courier and Agassi and all this, or, are, is Ricky and Jordan Spieth like legitimate competition? You know, that's, that's you know Tiger, a, yeah. did he ever have to face somebody like a Dustin Johnson or a Tony Finau? Well, that's the it's fun, interesting. Yeah, that's well, the fun did, part about did, the argument. Last year, that's the fun part about the argument is was Tiger so good during his prime that those people that we thought would have been the Dustin Johnsons, the that he was that far better than them that he never didn't matter, or or was there you know or the the other side of that the other argument was. Did he not have to face? He just there wasn't during the period where he was great. He didn't have the the. He only had Phil Mickelson, right? And Phil Mickelson and Dustin or Dustin Duvall. David Duvall. <laughs> Dustin Duvall is that even a person? <laughs> David's brother. It could be David's brother. It's David's brother. Dustin Duvall, David's brother. You know, did it just or was he in an era where there just wasn't that great of golfers? Tough to or say. Was he That's that the argument. Yeah, right. much better than. Right, or was he, Tiger Woods just that much better than everybody else that, that it doesn't, like the argument is that, or there just wasn't a good golfer, right? Well, that's what you you have as a person have to decide because there's no scientific formula that will give you that. How long did Jack play golf for? How many years? Uh, he won his last major when he was 46 and won so his mid-80s. first. So mid-80s? When he won, when he won his first was early when he was in his early twenties. So similar type, yeah. Experience. So, by the way, Jack had nineteen second place finishes in majors. Okay. That's now here's the other argument is Babe Ruth type shit. Where like, okay, you were like the but like the first dominant person. You just dominated so much. You you put the goalpost that high. Yeah. And you just benefited from like it all being so new. And by the way, I'm I'm not backtracking, but I will a little bit. You catch me on another day, and I'll probably say Tiger's the best. You know, well, I, 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 I think, really Tiger, think Tiger transcended the game. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, but I think the argument for Tiger too is that, and I'm going to go back to Mark's point is that like Jack Jack was by far the best during his era, right? And arguably the the one the, the greatest or the second greatest golfer of all time, mm-hmm. um, but he played. I mean, he played in a. The game was different, and obviously the equipment was different. Everything was different, but the game was different. Totally right? different era. Yep. Totally different era. The game was completely different, and Tiger, Tiger is the one that like took the game from where it was at in the mid '90s to where it's at today. Like the equipment changed. Yeah. The yardages changed, and I think they changed because of Tiger. I think the game, I don't think golf changed. I don't think golf changes to where it's at today without Tiger Woods. 
Oh, absolutely not. Like you no. don't, you're not, you're, you don't have guys trying to hit the ball as far as they do. You don't have the equipment changes. You don't have the course architectural changes without someone like Tiger Woods. Mm-hmm. And he's he's pr- he proved last year that he could still beat all these young guys. Well, it's the same as Jack winning when he was. But who who know. was the young? I mean, who were the who were the guys when Jack was forty six or forty five when he won? Who were the guys that he was beating compared to who Tiger's arguably going up against now? Again, was Seve, I don't know. Seve and Greg Norman around? Yeah, so yeah, it was what? It was the 80s, so it was, it was Bernhard Longer, it was uh, 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 Fred Couples, yeah. it was Azinger, it was um, Payne Stewart, not quite yet. Um, Stewart was 90s. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other 80s. Nick Faldo... Um, don't get me wrong. There were some good golfers in the late eighties and nineties. But was there was there a Dustin Johnson type? Was there a Rory McIlroy type? It's hard to say. Because, there is cause because I, of the era. I, eras, I, I right? didn't watch it and grow up in that era. But is there, is there? I guess the point I'm trying to make is Jack Jack's competition is it relative to Tiger's competition now? Meaning, is there were there players similar to? Competition how the Tiger has. That, and that's the, the great debate because it's subjective, right? There's no there's nothing objective you can put yeah. to it. Yeah. And so, so in Tiger's wins. era, who has... Sure, you can put wins, but yeah. I guess who that would probably pair up to similar wins in today's era. Yeah. When you, when you look at wins per player. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's I, I just keep thinking, I'm like, okay, Jack comes on the scene, he dethrones Arnold Palmer. Yep. Yeah. Right, in our, you know, and, then, and then Tom Watson comes when he's getting older. He's fighting off Tom Watson, mm-hmm. who had a two majors. And I'm trying to think like the major totals of people like in Tiger's era, right? And you could argue like, okay, Tiger didn't let anybody eat, but like, is, is there anybody in Tiger's era right now that has more than five? No, I don't think so. Phil has five, right? right? Jordan has four, right? I didn't think Jordan. Rory has four. Has four. Rory has Brooks four. Has four. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think I can think of anyone with more than um, Phil. Was was Reed have one, two? Reed has one. Ernie Els has three. I, I want to say, yeah, that sounds right. I think he has two U.S. Opens and a and a British. Yeah. I mean, and these guys are still playing, so like, uh, like there's still time for these guys to, to to win more majors, I guess. But right, but like Gary Player had nine. Uh, uh, Watson has eight. Palmer seven. Trevino was six. I'm reading obviously from R and D, my own R and D here. And Seve had five. So, but they also played for a long time. So, but I, again, I could be swayed the other way. Uh, I, I could also say, yeah, Tiger for sure. It's a, no, it's the best part of the, about this debate is is the the competition that each faced uh, when they were in their prime and when they were playing is, you know, was was the competition that that um, Nicholas was playing better. Or was it that Nicholas wasn't as good? And don't don't take that the wrong way, because Nicholas was obviously great. And same for Tiger. Was Tiger that far and above his competition, or was he? Did he not have as much competition? Well, t- Tiger was Tiger is also his own worst enemy. I mean, he had wow. he had a lost six years. He lost six years, essentially. Was, yeah. Right? I mean, he was his yeah. greatest and best enemy when. 
He drove he, his car into a tree. He lost. He lost six years, but it also changed his life. You think it gets into eighteen if that doesn't happen? Oh, I, I don't know, man. You can you can argue that all day. Does he? If he doesn't, if he doesn't. He's take, crashing and burning at some point. Yeah, if he doesn't, if he doesn't do it do. then, when does he do it, right? Yeah. And when does that catch up to him? You know, that's, I guess the point I want to make is like, Tiger, Tiger kind of did it to himself, right? Like if he was, if he, and I don't know if you listened to our last episode, Matt, but like we talked about like, kind of like the childhood actor syndrome, right? Like Tiger, Tiger had a lost childhood. He had a lost adolescence. He lost his 20s, right? And, like, it caught up to him, right? Like, and that, yeah. you see that with child actors, right? You see that with the great child actors of the 80s and 90s where, like, they're superstars and now they're fucking cokeheads, right? <laughs> and and they, they run themselves off the fucking train tracks and they crash and burn. And that's, I, that's what happened to Tiger. Tiger didn't know anything about golf. And he was mentally, he was mentally tough on the course. But outside of golf, man, he... He had some demons. Well, shoot, man. I mean, I feel bad for any kind of celebrity that, you know, come on, how many of us, like, in our mid-20s were able to hide our shenanigans? Oh, yeah. Right? Make, like, no, and we make good shit. decisions. Yeah, we made that decision. Especially males. Like, our, social media. our frontal lobes don't discover till we're, like, they don't develop till we're, like, 35. Did you just pull a frontal lobe? Our frontal lobes. On the on Frontal the cortex. Okay. Just making yeah. sure. So this has been great, guys. You want yeah. to, uh, should we do the, the giveaway? Should we talk about our giveaway? Yes. Yeah. We got a giveaway we're doing. So part of the giveaway will be for the listeners to uh, name what our favorite bourbon stout was. Love it. And then your portion of the giveaway will be. You know, I, I was going to say you, you should name one of the, you know, three of the four com- golf companies that I've worked for in the past based on my introduction. But I, I think we're good just with the top stout. The top, you sure? Yeah, we'll just go top stout. Top stout. Follow breakfast podcast, breakfast balls podcast. Follow, follow Matt. Me. Yeah, <laughs> and Matt, we'll be giving away a ball marker from eight four seven, and then yep. we'll we'll also give away our uh, uh, a nice little bottle or a couple bottles of our favorite bourbon county stout. Or Ooh. damn it, our favorite bourbon. Did you guys ever figure out? You guys bring it through Drizzly? Like, are you just gonna order it through Drizzly? Just give away a gift card to Drizzly or something. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, so we've, we'll got, we've been some we've we've gotten better over the time on learning how to ship and booze. process booze. When you're local, it's fine. When you're not local, it doesn't work. Someone's well. in Louisiana or Tejas, it's a little harder. Yeah, Tejas, oh, you know who you are. Tejas and Ohio are not happening. <laughs> there ain't no shipping across state lines. But uh, you know, in terms of the giveaway, I do want to just explain like kind of why I did it. Um, one of the reasons I was introduced to the podcast is. Uh, you know, I followed Nick and, and Nick Kiefer, a uh, long driver. I'd met him before when I was doing fitting days for Callaway. He was a Callaway guy when he was doing long drive. And I followed you guys, and I actually won a putter refinishing from Nick. He did my two-on this year. Nice. Uh, it's super sick. It's like in a gold paint finish. And I just wanted to pay it forward. Uh, Nick's a good dude. Four sentences has got awesome. You've been great, really entertaining all year round. So I bought this ball marker from Nick. It's a one-of-one. Says go time on the back, and on the other side it says you up because when you're an old married dad, you up does not mean the booty call that it does when you're 25. It means you want to play some video games. Right? <laughs> so I bought the ball marker from Nick, and uh, I never used it. I said, you know what? It's time for me to pay it forward here in 2021. So 
Appreciate cool. it. Dan. That's no, awesome, thanks, man. Bud. Absolutely, guys. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure being on here again. And uh, hopefully springtime, we can all get together. See you in we'll, March, yeah, man. We'll see you in March <laughs> play some golf. <laughs> see you when the course is up. Say to all our friends, see you in March. <laughs> thanks, man. Absolutely. Man. Thanks, Appreciate it. Cheers. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for this episode of the Breakfast Balls podcast. If you like what you heard and like learning from our mistakes, please subscribe. Also, if you're on Instagram, please follow us at breakfastballs.podcast. Panda! Listen! All right, let's do some taste testing here. What do we got? We got, a? we got A. Big A. These are all bourbon stouts, I believe. Bourbon stouts. Yeah. I know the popular ones. I saw there's a goose. I think there's a goose. The bourbon country. What bourbon was county? Bourbon. That's what I said. <laughs> we didn't even drink anything yet. No. We have, what was it, Ivan the Terrible? Yeah. And then there was uh, Dragon's Milk. Dragon's Milk, which yeah. is one of my favorites. Yeah. I think I'll be able to taste that one right away. Oh. I hope I'm wrong. I was going to say, <laughs> you're setting yourself up for failure. Cheers. Hey. hey. Should we huff it? Are we doing paint can huffing? I don't know. That, I don't know. What to ask you? Nosing. About. Nosing? Do you have to do nosing? In, I guess, uh, I don't know. see why you wouldn't do nose taste finish. Because it's beer. <laughs> God, I want to say this is Dragon's Mouth. Whoa, right, right off the, the bat. Right off the bat. <laughs> First bourbon stout just goes with it. It's just dragon's milk, um, straight up dragon's milk. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna save my uh, guess of which one's dragon's milk till the end after I've had them all. Okay. I'm taking one more sip of A and then okay. we'll move to B. Yeah. Let's do it. I don't know if I got a palate cleanser. That's all right. We got like a lager in there. Uh, we can cleanse our palates. <laughs> yeah, the leftover lagers. Hey, lagers in there. I got oh jeez. No, I got some grape juice. I got a vanilla porter. Yeah, that won't work. The golden monkey. Golden monkeys might work. Yeah. No, it's not going to work. Yeah, no, probably not. Or the atomic pumpkin, which is awful. Might be in there till God knows when. I can run up and get something if you want. No, no, I'm fine. Okay. You're on on a B already? Yeah, slam day. Jesus. All right, hold on. What are you doing? Checking to see if we have lagers. Yeah, this one's definitely not Dragon's Milk. Just by smelling it, I can tell. Have you sipped it yet? No, I just smelled it. I'm going to sip it. Cheers. Smelt. Cheers. Cheers to B. It's not the Dragon's Milk. It's not. I think it is for sure. I, I, I only had Bourbon County once. I won't be able to pick it out of a lineup. Never had Ivan the Terrible. I've never had Ivan the Terrible. I like either. this one, though. Better this than Dragon's good. Milk. B's good. B is good. It's got more flavor in it, I think. B is good. I think A is just more subtle. I still definitely taste the the bourbon, bourbon in it, but this is more more potent. Yeah. Prominent. Um, I'm not using any of the good words I've learned through all these taste tests. Still can't figure out how to use the words. We've got with Matt. He wants to set up another giveaway with us. He's got some. He's got a ball marker or two to give away. And then I figure we can give away our favorite 
bourbon. Yeah, I think our bur- bourbon stout. Assuming we can get our hands on it still. Yeah. The bourbon county can be hard to get your hands on. Yeah. So can the bourbon country from Goose. Bourbon country would be really hard yeah. to get your hands on. <laughs> Very rare. Super rare. <laughs> Super hard to find. I do think that we could Mechanism do that where answer some questions about Matt's background and then we they yeah. tell us what the what our favorite mm-hmm. bourbon beers were. Yeah. I think we'll be I think I think last time I was at Benny's I saw the Bourbon County. Yeah. Um, I think it's less of a I think it's gonna be very harder to get as the days and weeks go on here into twenty twenty one. You think? Mm-hmm. It's a big Christmas gift, right? I can't yep. imagine it's going to be... Right, that's what I mean. Yeah. I think it's going to be slim pickings. So, hopefully we don't pick Bourbon County yeah. as our favorite. See, it's a heavy pour. Uh, is it more like a syrup? Ooh. It's a heavy pour. Yeah, it's a heavy pour. Ooh. That was a very cautious slip, sip. That was cautious. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I might, I'm thinking, uh, I think this one mm. might be the, I think this one's the bourbon, the the goose. Bourbon country? Yeah. <laughs> bourbon <laughs> county or bourbon country. I don't know. I had it last year. This is good. I think C and A tastes more, more like. I think I'll B still better. B was very good. Yeah. I like B. I might. I think I'm gonna go B C A, and I do think A is Dragon's Milk. I do think A is Dragon's Milk too, which makes C the bur- <laughs> Bourbon Country. Um, I like all three of them. Yes, uh, I am always a huge fan of the. Uh, I like Dragon's Milk, the stouts, and especially Bourbon stouts. Bourbon barreled stouts. I think I would go B. I'm gonna take a couple more sips of C here. I'm having a hard time between C and A. Yeah, I think I'm going BCA. Uh, Isn't that what I did? Yeah. 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 God, we're too much. Samesies. Jesus. Samesies. Twinsies. Fuck. Do you know what today is? It's Chris and Mark Day. That'll be a day. Chris and Mark Day. Yeah. Unofficial Chris and Mark Day. No, it's official. It's It's the official Chris and Mark Day. (laughs) Where we officially became friends on Facebook 14 years ago. And then it also is our Instagram birthday today. Big day. It's also my sister's 40th It's also Nikki's 40th. Yeah. I wish her happy birthday today. Thank you. Yeah. Big 4-0. Yeah. I didn't realize she was turning 40. Yeah. Shit. Happy birthday to her. Yeah, she's old. What a weird year to turn 40. Yeah. Weird time, I shouldn't say year. Weird weird time. Yeah, normally we want to have a big blowout party and it's, you can't. Nope. Can't do it. Can't. Can't do it. Yeah, so I think, uh, yeah, lots going on today. Big, big day in history. Big, big day in history. Chris Bryant also the, turning... The annals of history. Whoa. Anal what? <laughs> from a, what movie is that? It goes the annals of history. I don't know, but you might want to get R&D on that since you're talking about anal on, on January 4th. What? Oh. I don't know. I, I said it's also Chris Bryant's birthday and you're talking about anal, so... Yeah, I mean, MVP or maybe... I mean, rookie of the year, too. Yeah, I tell you what, not the last couple of years, but maybe, maybe his first two I would have considered. 